thank you for being on the call. We've done this, I think, twice. Maybe this is our third time. And I really love getting together as the three of the in the leadership of Celebrating Life and to cast a vision for Celebrating Life, but also praying for our community and also just sharing what's on our hearts because I believe the Holy Spirit continues to stir in us so we can let go of the old but actually enter into the new. And what grace is that that God has in his wisdom set up this calendar, so to speak, and we get to do it again, and in the favor of God. Bobby, can I ask you to open with prayer? Because that's one of our delights at Celebrating Life. Absolutely. Thank so I just you. want to invite all of us to go into a place in our heart where the divine lives and rests and has a relationship with each of us in a very personal way. And the first thing is to just acknowledge that the divine is there, alive and well, and it's a constant, constant friend and companion not only a great creator, but a dear beloved. And as we welcome this connection for ourselves, let's ask our divine to reach out and connect with each and every person on the call and also everyone who will be listening to this call at a later time. The divine is such an inspired energy that as soon as we put our attention there, the most remarkable things happen. Light emerges, love emerges, healing happens visions start cascading from the heavens. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing to have a friend in the divine presence. And along with that are the lovely intercessors, which all of us work with in our community. We often work with saints and angels. And so we want to call upon these master energies to also be present and welcome on this call because it is a new year and we do want to surround ourselves with the most amazing auspicious energies as possible. Everything can get our attention, but we give our heart and our heart's attention to that which we hold true and that which we love. So I call upon my saints, my angels, my teachers, such as Ron Ross, And I ask that they come now and dance and play during this call to frolic with us and to inspire us, to create with us. And I welcome each and every one of us together as we sit here in this holy moment as a family, as one consciousness. And we call for peace and we call for healing and we call for inspiration and we call for groundedness and we call for stability. And we ask to have a process be revealed that would be very useful to each and every one of us this year because each and every one of us is going to take better steps than we've ever taken before. The moment is new. The moment is fresh. And the moment is being birthed for each of us in a very real and true way. And with great gratitude, I say thank you, Lord. Thank you, holy realms. Thank you, angels. Thank you, guides. And thank you, saints. Thank you, holy family who is gathered here now and later as the call continues. Amen. Amen. You know, Bobby, I I could just release you to continue to pray because you just invited everybody (laughs) in the universe to this call, which is great. I, I love your heart, Bobby. It's so big and so it's universal. So just thank you from the bottom of my heart. And and Dana, besides, we love you, Bobby. And as you were praying, I had this image of the saints, the angels, the divine showing up in everyone's home who's listening to this call, whether present or future. And I believe when we decree that, when we pray from the heart of the activity of heaven shows up. 
if you haven't already prayed, if you haven't already invited in, let us help you invite those light beings into your prayer time, in your work, in your play. It's to God that matters to us. So just again, thank you, Bobby, for that magnificent opening prayer. It's exciting to be a part of this call because it's about setting a new vision. And what is vision? It's just something that I think is already planted in our hearts. I think it's in Psalm 139 where it says, God formed us even before we were conceived, God already knew. So that vision is within us. And if we allow, I call it the silence of the heart, to open, <laughs> that we can actually continue on in the journey with God. So let's allow grace now to become part of the whole in your life, in our ministry life. So the idea of love is really the cornerstone of our ministry. We, we're noted for our prayer, our healing, and our community, and our worship. And that combination sets a tone for the divine to show up in every area of our life. So I see within this coming year that not only we don't go back to what we had, we actually step into the brand new. So at each service, at each retreat, at each east of heaven, west of heaven, south of heaven, heaven itself, when it shows up, we're there and we're listening to the Holy Spirit. So I commit and I'll commit the whole community to the work of the Holy Spirit uh, because with that connection, there's a power, there's an authority, but there's actually heaven's activity. And as I entered in, I already felt I was being prepared to step into the new already. Just in the activities of my family, in my play with friends, everything seemed to be in divine order this time. And I've been on this earth 66 years, and I've never had such a flow happen. And it was effortless. And one of the keys for me was I decided I'm not going to control the atmosphere. I'm going to allow my best friend, the Holy Spirit, to do that. And so I set the tone, but when it changed, I went with the change. And I'm, I'm amazed at my own heart, my experience with my family, my friends, I would say so many miracles happened in our family that uh, it was overwhelming to me. And at the end of the day, I had such gratitude to God because I was alive. And it was actually 10 years that Ron passed. And today, I'm a part of a 21-day prayer process in my local church. And we meet at 6 o'clock in the morning for this for an hour. And one of the readings today was in Joshua. And it just awakened me, and I went, oh, my God, when Ron passed away, that was one of the first scripture quotes, Joshua 1, that when Moses died, his successor was picked. And it talked about the same blessing will be upon that person. And I was in a Benny Hinn service with Karen Fulte, who just passed last year. And I remember that so vividly, that how God just touched my heart, knowing God knows the plan that he had for me. God knows the plan he has for you. And when we allow the silence of the heart to hear and to listen, it actually takes us to that place of divine union. So when I heard that this morning, the, the reading in Joshua, it really just it set my heart aflame. And I went, oh my God, I remember. The scripture says, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, and you will lead my people to their inheritance. And so as spiritual 
leader of Celebrating Life, that was a mandate for me, but that was actually passing the torch. And it just renewed my faith in God, but also it's my past, but it's also present. And so whatever God has promised you for your family, for your purpose, for your destiny, for your children to come, to your grandchildren to come, there is destiny all within us. If we listen to the heart of the Holy Spirit, miracles will show up every single day. I could go on and on. I want to pause and also allow Dana to share what's on your heart or how you've experienced maybe the new vision for yourself or CLM, if you want to take a shot at that. Sure, Padre. However, I was going to ask you to, would you share one of the stories of what happened with you with your family? It's real interesting because I have 13 siblings. They're, some of them are out of state. And so not everybody can attend to our, what, a gathering. And I invited these people, these people, my siblings, <laughs> you know, on a Sunday, and we met on a Tuesday. And everybody but one, which was in Florida, came. And it's like, that's a miracle. I mean, my mom would be dancing. She is dancing in heaven because it was always her joy to have her kids come home. And so to have each one of them come home and say, oh, I can do this, what, two days in advance? So it's just like, okay, God, I just said, I'm just going to plan this and we'll see what happens. And the miraculous happened. And my brother who lost his wife last year, he brought his girlfriend and she's a gem. Oh my God, she's a gem. And some of the family have already met her, but I had not. But there's a kinder spirit there. And so, you know, even in loss, then God has an addition that will transpire. So not only I feel the loss of my sister-in-law, but I also now the addition of a new. And it's again, God is faithful. He says he knows us by heart. So if we allow it to unfold before us, those are the great things that happen in my life. And I just, I'll shout it to the world because God is alive. The universe is alive. And if we align ourselves to that truth, these miracles will happen day by day. So Dana, go yeah. for it. Thanks, Padre. I mean, I think a lot of people need to hear more of all of our personal experiences because we all struggle with this at home with our families or, you know, it's one thing to be at a healing center and things happen, but uh, a lot of you may not be familiar with the idea that while Padre is one of 13 uh, siblings, his siblings don't understand or recognize what he does. They they don't know where he goes when he goes to these events. They don't know that he does miracles (laughs) at all. And they pretty much, pretty much have just left him alone and for them to all show up at his house and be let him be kind of the center since he's the middle child that's pretty unusual and yeah. you know Padre of course wasn't going to at least in his sharing with me he didn't lead anybody through anything the upsetting but he brought everybody together and I I understand what he says is that's a miracle because that family does not talk to each other they hang up on each other He's talking about one sister-in-law or whatever that wasn't even going to come to pick him up from the hospital for the emergency. Oh. <laughs> this yeah, that was my sister. We talked be. about that, too. Did you? Oh, great. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, that's healing that. in the family. And I know a lot of us are wondering, well, how do I bring whatever's happening to me back to my home, back to my job, back because I love it when I come for these weekends or I do a four-retreat and then I walk back out in the world and I 
wonder how I'm going to make this happen. But as you were saying, Padre, I am feeling the being led, like what you've said from Psalm 139. Uh, you have your hands in my head before, after, and during. The guidance yeah. is here. If I will quit trying to, like a little kid, twist out from under your hand. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's verse 6, but yeah. that's what my verse is usually. Like, get your hand off my head. i got a plan. Um, Let me go ahead I of you. Over this, since the last retreat where I had an exceptional experience which led to the West of Heaven, where I was reintroduced back into something that had occurred to me 30 years ago, and I talk about it, but it's been distant. It's my relationship with the Holy Spirit, where wow. it's been a talking about Holy Spirit rather than talking with Holy Spirit and actually being yeah. that step into Holy Spirit. And those things happened during my healings in which then it's been practice. Of course, like usual, I got sick over the holidays with a slight cold so that I would stay alone and inside and mm. stay in and there's been lots of rocking the baby, I guess you could say. I know yeah, that this sure. next year is intention to open into, well, the words sound kind of silly, but to divine love, it's an experience that I remember. And in having that, then I know the healing that I wish to serve for will just happen. I don't have to think about it. I just have to do is just be here. But being here and in that, that state is certainly a challenge for all of us as we're dealing with being distracted by what's happening around us all the time. So all I know is I encourage everyone is that God is really asking us all to pay attention because it's so easy to be either bored when things are easy or distracted <laughs> yeah. during crisis away from connection. I'm not a person that will go deeper into my readings when there's a crisis and I know that during war that's what gets a lot of people through is reading the Bible or reading the Upanishads or reading the Quran something to, to remind themselves of you know there's a bigger purpose going on than what I'm stuck in but I realize that I'm in a war every day with my own mind and I just want to keep putting my hand down like Buddha and saying I am here for you Holy Spirit I'm here with you Holy mm. Spirit I walk with you, guide me. That's beautiful, Dana. You know, you made a point which I think most of us have experiences. I shared my family experience, and and during our retreats or west of heavens, east of heavens, our community get-togethers, it's really easy to go deeper in God and really see miracles happening and our shifts happening. It's another thing to bring it home or bring it to work. And to me, that's where I really want to extend the invitation for everyone who's listening to this call to make that part of your living and not just compartmentalize it into it's just here here and now, but actually let go of the rain and allow Holy Spirit to rearrange that for the next person to be, you can listen to their heart to lay hands on them for healing, to invite them to one of our services. There's so many beautiful opportunities, but it really it matters most when it affects our family and our well-being, our homes, because we live there and we can't necessarily run from home. From work, yes, I can not show up or retreats. I don't have to go. But when it hits our home, when it hits our prayer closet, when we're challenged by life itself, these are the huge miracles that happen. And I was just talking with Karen Rippon today on a phone call, and she shared another miracle that's happened on her life. And it just seems she's anointed for miracles. 
but she's consistent at being an intercessor prayer, going into meditation prayer like most of you. But that the newness of almost every time it happens, and it's like, well, how much is wrong with you? Like me, we all have our lists that we want to improve on, but there's only, I say only one God, there is only one God, but if we tap into the energy, the Holy Spirit that reveals the divine presence, miracles show up, and I believe this is a miracle year. I really, really do. I'm going after that. I'm just not going to just let that say, oh yeah, I think so. It's like, no, I'm looking for it. I'm active, allowing my eyes to stay open so I can see where the Holy Spirit, where the Spirit, where the divine is showing up and leading me to these miracle places. So I'm getting stirred up already, so sorry, but I, I just <laughs> love God. I love this community. So, so Bobby, what is God is sharing with you for about vision or where you're going? So far, my, my service has been really about praying for people. There's been some deaths. There's been some illnesses. There have been some relationship hiccups. And so I've been asked to pray in all of these situations. And the one thing, the one common denominator is, as you were saying, both you and Dana have already mentioned, is the divine is so available. And it just is about grounding into that moment. Rather than moving into fear or moving into strategy, moving into prayer, you know, simply moving into prayer and laying it at the feet of the divine and trusting Mm. that you make the request and the divine will give an answer and uh, be ready for the miracle to unfold because um, that miracle might be that uh, someone leaves a, a very ill body and, and, um, and it's an easy, lovely, beautiful yes. departure. But it also might be that someone can get fortified and come back stronger than ever from something mm. that looks very grim. And I've seen both of those things happen in the last few weeks. So, you know, I don't ever try to you know, guess, second guess the divine, but I do mm. depend on uh, that relationship. And I do depend on if I just could take a second even to pray that the situation would start changing. If I would just take an extra minute to meditate, more peace would pour into the situation and more calmness or more stillness. And it's literally that simple. I mean, it's very easy to have commentary and it's very easy to share an opinion, but it's more effective to literally say, God, I need your help right now. Divine, come into the situation right now. Please reveal how this can be healed because it feels very challenging. This relationship feels challenging. I don't know how to navigate past this point of feeling like there's an impasse. So show me. And then suddenly, you know, something will just come into the space that has wisdom, that has eternalness, that has peace and joy, all these divine qualities that it's overwhelming to, in a good way. It's like, oh, thank you. I yeah. can rest now. Well, there is the, the, the fullness of Christ. There is a fullness of what we're here to live out. And this every single day, it's our single breath. It's the, the oneness. It's the, the moment of truth. And I love your, Ron Roth always tried to teach me about neutrality 
in prayer and it's like, well, I want to have an emotion with it. I want to, you know, I want to feel close. I want, I want something from my prayer. And he says, for him, it's neutrality. You're, it's, you're just peace. Peace is the neutrality. Is you have no opinion. It's just God. And so it really, I feel the feel the field of that now, and I feel that's what I'm stepping into. And, and I'm wondering what our other those who are listening, what are you stepping into? Why don't you email us on our Google list and just share some of your own experiences? Because I think we have hundreds of people listening. So there is a, a I want to keep this momentum going because. When we're in one accord, we're a powerhouse. And it leads me to one of the scripture quotes that I heard today at my 21 Days of Prayer. And I was so, I heard, I remember way back when Ron Roth talked about this one scripture quote, but I never had it written down. And so when the pastor read this, because we pray for everybody. We have our prayer cards out. Everybody can sign that and put anybody's name on it. So I have... Everyone on this call, I have your name in our pot that we pray for every day, and, and also our community, my family, and you know the list goes on for those in the hospital. And we also pray for the president, we pray for the Senate, we pray for the Congress, we pray for everybody in governmental, you know, our mayors, our governors. It's just we leave no one out. I, there's just a huge list, and of course, you know, with our political scene right now, there is the has and has nots. Let's just use that term. And I intentionally don't turn on the news because I can't fill my mind with that. He had a, a beautiful scripture, and I, I hope everybody writes this one down and makes this a part of your year or your lifetime because it really it has such value. And one of the visions for me for Celebrating Life is to become more of a teacher. We really put out there, I'm kind of shy at, well, I have this, you can apply it to your life. I don't want to control people's life. I just want to give them the nuggets that if they take it, I believe the promises of God are so powerful. It can change you. It can change your environment. So when we talked about the political scene and, you know, who's right, who's wrong, it, it, and in Joshua, Mike, again, we're on Joshua today, and it all showed up. So Joshua 5, verses 13 2.15. And I'm just going to read this, and hopefully you'll catch the meaning of this. So it's the fall of Jericho, and it says, Now when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand, which was an angel. Joshua went up to him and asked, Are you for us or, or for our enemies? Hello, everybody. Are we going to live in fear? Or are we going to say, okay, I'm going to be with the good guys, or are you with the bad guys? You know, we're always, um, so neutrality is so beautiful. And here's what the angel replied, neither. But as commanded, he was the commander of the army of the Lord. Then Joshua fell down, face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, what message does my Lord have for his servant? The commander of the Lord, the angel, said, Take off your sandals, for this place is you are standing on holy ground. So mm. if we put our attention just on God, on the holy presence, remember our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So if we go into our inner, inner chapel and our prayer closet and say, God, here is the situation, and let it go. God, the angels, will fight the battle for us. Another quote I think is in the Old Testament, and, and it's been a template of mine and Ron's, was 
stand firm and know I am God. We try to position ourselves the good side or we need to fight for this. And this scripture says, neither seek God and God will take care of it. Just as Bobby just talked about his prayer, how he just says, okay, one second I put my thought on God, say, God, here's the situation and let it go. Neutrality. So we're taking out of our hands, our energy, our atmosphere, and presenting it to the universe and say, take care of it. I trust you. I trust God. And I believe we'll have 100 million miracles just in our community alone if we use this scripture quote because it's a promise of God. It came from the angels, the very lead. Any comments? That's beautiful, Padre. Thank you. Well, I love what you said at the very beginning, Padre, what Ron used to say, too, because I've always been told this by different teachers and the people I've listened to or admired seem to find that neutrality in passionate causes. Whether it was Gandhi or Martin Luther King or Dalai Lama, they still are involved in the world. They don't just retreat to the cave. And yet they have a neutrality that takes you above the passion including, you know, and Gandhi would even fast against his own disciples if they were going to exclude (laughs) other denominations. Like, no, I'm not going there with you. And I've understood that that neutrality is not numbness. I think that's what some people have Mm. confused, is that I'd rather finally feel passionate than numb. And if I finally feel God, I'd like to stay in that uplifted state. And yet, true final state is neutrality. It's more like a tone. And I think that's the only place, like Bobby was saying, where you can offer prayer from that will make a decided change. No matter what people had done, you know, nobody had freed India in all those decades, centuries, and Gandhi just read the Bhagavad Gita every day and lived it while he was talking. Therefore, people would drop their guns, or he didn't run into what everybody thought he'd run into because he saw everybody as God rather than, you're my enemy. Oh, right. or the position you're taking or who came first and who came second and, and unfortunately in the in a lot of these situations in, all over it's still a an opposition space there's a yeah. there's a right and a wrong left and a right there's a and and it leaves no room for this neutrality because then you're left with well only one side can push hard enough and then supposedly then you have to live with that so i think this right Neutrality is the most important place to, to reach. And, you know, I think like that angel of the Lord said to Joshua, you're forgetting what you're really doing here. You know, take off your shoes. <laughs> it's holy. You might be at war, but you're forgetting the reason you, we were crossing the desert here. This is about being holy, not being another culture that delivers conditions on another culture. That's, I'm just saying that's what I try to practice because they make me look at the news. What we're seeing is a time where there's no place to go hide. Yeah. No music concert, no Super Bowl, no <laughs> family reunion is going to evade that that's, we're yeah. living in a world of, of truth. And the truth is, where is your heart? And I think that's why they strongly made me do that demonstration of the fearless movie in the in the west of heaven like what's your choice if you know the plane's going to crash yeah you could live you could die but truly where are you with god in that moment where's your choice 
I think that neutrality, you're, as you're saying, and you stated for yourself even, your, your own inner drive is to want to have a feeling. I think everybody does. And at some point, you have to even say hello to that, let it go by, and reach into that glory that God is, which is neutral, mm. to then, from there, offer the prayer for every single situation. Bobby does that. That's what I love about watching him teach and when he leads us through that space because he creates neutrality as he's doing that prayer lead like he did in the opening prayer and then you can feel like in scalar physics you take two possibilities to bring them together and any miracle can happen in the middle any miracle yeah. can happen but you have to be neutral to reach to those spots you can't have a concern about what you would like it to be or where you want it to go or how you want them to be better or come out of this illness or find a home or find a job you have to still say from this neutrality what's God's plan here I support that here and I'd yeah. say probably in a lot of the cases I mean even when they did studies on prayer they found that there was a lot of results of healing but they didn't study how many people crossed over more peacefully Mm -hmm. you know, and that's nature. Yeah. And I think I use the term neutrality is really the peace of God because yeah. with that we have God and God has everything and has everything in, in divine order even though we might look at it as look at it, it's a war, it's a fire whatever this might be that you've seen on TV today is God still present? Yes and sometimes we forget the, the very basic I like the I call it the first commandment. Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one. You shall love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy spirit, and you shall love thy neighbor as thyself. So in need, go to God. In crises, go to God. In prayer, go to God. God has all the resources. And Dana, you just brought up these situations. So why don't we just all go to God right now? That might have stirred some people's hearts of just hearing the news. Fear can come in. But if we know what is true, and we know God is true, and he's for us, not against us, and he will whether protect the animals or take them home, one of the two, just like us. If we know that each of us are going to cross the veil one day, uh, for some it could be tomorrow. You, we just never know. But we know that we know God. So in this moment... Let's just pause, put our hand on our hearts, and let's just give thanks to God for his holy breath, for his reign, for the peace that passes all understanding, that divine embrace. Our safety is in the divine. Yeshua, come Holy Spirit. So we face our death with open arms, an open heart. Take me home, Lord. Not to escape, but to become more in divine union with you. Let the peace that passes all understanding to be with me, with them, with all the universe, Mother Nature. Amen. These are just valuable principles to live by. And I'm so happy so many are on the call tonight. It tells me there's a hunger for more. There's a hunger for community. There's a hunger for that to reach out to brothers and sisters and just to love on each other and become one, as the scripture says. But it takes our ability to join together. If we look back, there were a lot of crises. There were a lot of people that, quote, got in trouble or got sick or 
had surgery or left this earth. And but it's how we react or respond to each of these situations. And I just feel there's a confidence in me, not about myself, but of God, that's kind of leading the way now. Bobby, in your own healing work, and I'm sure you see so many different types of reactions for people when they come for your beautiful spiritual, physical work that you do on them. How do you, I know you are a seer, so you can see beyond the physical in a sense. How does that relate to when you address a person in their own, let's say their own crises? Where do you go to access information? Well, I definitely do not go with them to the problem because (laughs) I I have found like that's uh, not a good solution. So what I tune into is who are they and who are they in God? And why are, they, why are they with me in that moment? And what can we do together? So it's from this other place. Like, okay, this is, this is our moment. And together we can sit here and we can open to a greater possibility. And we can maybe find something that's lost. Or we can say, I'm ready for something to get birthed in that moment. Ooh. Sometimes it's about clearing and sometimes it's about claiming, and often it's about creating. So I just, I just see what, how is the energy moving in that moment? What can we do in that moment that will be effective? And, and sometimes it's just saying, no, you can do better than that. Give, give me, a, give me a, a, the information in a different way. And then I'll just help someone kind of line up with more of who their truth is their connection yeah. is and sometimes i ac- actually have to maybe find it for them and just bring it into the space so that they can access mm. it which is lovely when that happens i don't do that yeah. as a general rule but sometimes that's what is needed because someone just is so beaten down yeah yeah and we know of those people around us, whether it's, a fam- whether it's ourselves, <laughs> uh, family members, friends, co-workers. I think the, the application of the principles you laid down, if we as a group can tap into that, bring it in tomorrow or even tonight for, before we go to bed, the invitation of just changing our perception or just, well, let's take the, what God sees, you know, and that's if my interpretation would be correct is that's what you do is you tap into the bigger part what's being seen and not just the chaos that's there yes you see it but has it served anyone no let's take them to a higher place but we can go to that higher place first so we can recognize that and to me that's work well that's our own spiritual work by confession by fessing up by apologizing by just recognizing I made a mistake and God, it's, you are my strength. I am weak, but you are strong. And so when can, we can reverse the, our perception and really tap into the spiritual consciousness or vibration or energy that it actually desires. And that's why we have angels around us. And they can do a magnificent job from the other side and penetrate the earth plane to help us. And that's, I call it the divine matrix of heaven, the universe. And, but we're not tapping into that. And like me, 
Sometimes I get just caught up in my own world instead of tapping into the real world that's on the other side. So those who are the John of God fans, it's like that's what he did. He just allowed heaven to pass through him and allow that atmosphere to change. And and the spiritual doctors, the angels, they were all there to help. We can tap in the same as, so it's up to us now to receive the gift of that invitation and then extend it to others. And just watch our, the own, our miracles manifest on there. So Dana, in that same question um, that I asked Bobby, you meet with a lot of clients, students, and you're a teacher of teachers. So in, in relationship to, how would you address or how do you tap into that? And I'm using this example because we all have our gifting. We all have opportunities and we're positioned to serve whoever you work for or the children that you're raising, whatever it is, and we all need to tap in. And it just might give a different flavor for someone to position themselves to use that principle. So how would you, I call it, tap in? Well, I think most of us live kind of like a rat in a maze, and we (laughs) run through the space to see if we can get to the cheese type of thing. And so people come to me and tell me, I went down this aisle for the cheese and it wasn't there. There was a wall and what do I do? And I could feel the fear or the panic. And, and what I remember is we're not rats and when there's no maze, it just happens to be something that's happening. So I've always felt like, as I talked about hierarchies of consciousness here on the planet from bacteria up to the highest conscious form, and then we're talking about angels again. So I just keep going up a level and up a level and up a level until hopefully I'm getting as close to the God level as I can to see how does this situation fit into the big plan. Mm. And then from there, when I can relax into the big plan, like what would God see here? God God is everything. It's the maze, it's the cheese, it's the wall, it's the idea that you're a rat or not a rat. And, And I realize, oh, it's all kind of just a joke here for a second. Why don't I calmly hear what would be the next step that would allow this person to know God. Not solve the problem, but know God. Sometimes I'm hearing they don't want to know God, so all you can offer is comfort in their reality, that the reality anyone chooses is their right. So if we want to pretend that we are not part of God, I've been in there myself, that's okay, because it's still God even in the non-belief. So I spend yeah. a lot of time listening in the background, talking to, you know, this is why I try to teach everybody how to talk to Raphael or in my school how to talk to Herc or how to talk to your own personal guides at the highest level so that you're getting accurate information. And you'd be surprised how angels aren't so focused on problem solving like we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because the problem is actually the problem. To think that mm. I'm in a problem is a problem. Everything is a is a is a part of this play, and I'm in it. I, I am certainly frustrated sometimes at the play or my misunderstanding of the play, or I get isolated in it again. I think this is the only problem that exists. So I go to one of my tools, like emotional body training, where I start smelling rather than thinking. And in my smell, I notice I don't have a problem in the smell. So therefore, I can step back a little bit and see how, therefore, can I respond to this? Because so far, everything that I'm doing is reacting to someone else's reaction. And if I hold that space and I can tap in like that, I notice that they follow me. I don't have to teach him how to do it. I have to be the example of it. Yeah. 
and thus the very coming back to the same idea of prayer I think sometimes we do prayer like I'm trying to solve the maze yes. instead mm-hmm. of no mm-hmm. what you have to do is simply hold the situation that you're calling this problem as you reach back up and from that space look at it in looking at it creates the solution and the solution could be patience or waiting or death and or healing or a miracle in the moment but it's not about stopping the bleeding my mom and dad were medical and so they were trained in saving lives and I remember when my mom came to me and asked me what she should do after my dad died and I heard her guide tell me you need to work in a hospice mom and she's like what I no. I mean I would tell her not me no the next day she right. got a call they were looking for a head nurse at a local hospice and I said wow. she got there and I said you're gonna to have to unlearn everything you learned because you learned a strategy based mm. on biology but the real yeah. healing comes when you can help somebody reach back into God or to let go and to be satisfied with everything you've done or come to that last confession that you know that your heart is light and you're back in the openness because we keep thinking that if we get something right down here I get the right TV or I get the right phone or I get the right shoes or I get the right relationship or I get the right kids you know <laughs> like somehow this magic bell's going to go off and I I win a big prize and the man walks in with a big check and they all wonder <laughs> so even after the check you got people saying hey can I borrow some money oh yeah and what, what we're trying to understand is no matter what is unfolding in front of us who are we as we're doing it so I try mm. to see a person as a spirit I try to talk to a person's spirit rather than talk to their personality. I try not to lay in my personality, but keep relating back to where is this higher self of me coming from? Who's, who's my authentic self? And that comes back to the heart wisdom and back to how do I unfold more of God in me and how do I claim that neutrality and humility at the same time, which is just simply not, humility is just simply not pushing your own agenda means letting go and still claiming to make choices so Gandhi was making very big choices and he was humble the Dalai Lama was making choices for his whole culture but he's still very humble so Mm -hmm. humility does not mean inactive it doesn't mean that you don't care it means that your care is directed so yeah. I always witness this with Bobby because anytime I've come in because I've been the rat in the maze Bobby I have this problem with my ankles and I can't breathe and I see him step way back and do that whole <laughs> thing too talk to his guys and I go good good now I'm finally going to hear the real truth about what I need to really do because I know I'm focusing on the thing here and yeah. that's all I can say to anybody out there listening is that whenever you're in your problem it usually means we're not listening because the answer is always there but the answer is at a different octave than we're currently sitting in. And what we have to find a place is to get to the octave to hear the answer. And the answer is it, it is. And you're, we're usually at peace with it. You know, like that yeah. gentleman in the movie when he said he looked out the window and everybody's panicking yeah. and he says, this is the day of my death. Yeah. Wow. And he accepted that answer. And therefore he's at peace and did service and ended up not dying but maybe truly dying because a part of him that had been in control mm. expired and this new yeah. light in him came back and I think we all have that every day another level trying to do that and that's for me it's always reaching up and realizing we're not alone we have guides we have angels as you mentioned Padre they're all around and they don't just hover they they're there yeah. for 
questions. They're there for the answers. They're there for the guidance. It's just sometimes we don't want to hear it when they say, don't eat spaghetti tonight. <laughs> I wonder who did. <laughs> I chose correctly. <laughs> uh, I, I love the my. I was trying to set this call up to as we're entering in our prayer time, but I wanted some principles. And Dana and Bobby, you just led people to that place because we we ourselves have conditions in our bodies that need healing. We have people who are going into surgery this week or next week. We have people who are on their deathbed. How do we pray? And using the Joshua quote, which enemy? Are you supporting me or are you supporting my enemies? And the angel of the Lord says, neither. There's neutrality. There's the peace. And he says, be aware where you're at. Oh, I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. So let's ground ourselves in that perfect peace that passes all understanding. And... If you read on in that chapter, it did, and most people know that about the he gave the angel gave him instructions on how to win quote the war they were going after. But it was first neutrality. It was first I'm for neither nor. But then the instruction comes, and to me is you go higher, or you don't look at the problem, you look to God. And it's, that's the secret place of the Most High. These are principles that we live by. And each of us can be an anchor to another person. And we're being called to do that. We're being called outside of our family units to serve other people. That's why I see it in Celebrating Life amongst the ordained the students. We're going to be led to people, organizations, hospitals, companies. It doesn't matter where we are. And that still small voice is saying, listen to their heart, see what's going on, be the solution. We have to be active in our faith and not just hold it within and ask God to do everything. We get to listen to the voice of the Spirit and says, you do it. You stretch forth your hands and heal. You feed the poor. You heal the sick. It's an activation in all our lives. And you can say, well, not me. Oh, yes, you and everyone else because we want to do this individually but we want to do it corporately and to me this community is about prayer that's our root it's our love for the divine and it's funny because we always say there's a saying especially in protestant circles i was saved and it's like were you or did god (laughs) save you in a sense of we're always saying look what i did no god already gave up his life jesus gave up his life so we can live in this divine union for the rest of our lives. I know I'm getting wordy, so let's enter into that secret place that we talk about. Some of you might have candles lit. Others are might be in your own secret place, your closet. <laughs> but it's our home. <laughs> so we just say, thank you, God, for this place of neutrality, of knowing you as the great I am. You are my God. You are divine. You are everything to me my savior, my healer, my reconciler, my bank account. You're my relationships. You know all my needs. Even before I was born, you knew the plan I had for you. We just accept that grace tonight, today, in this holy moment of favor. Come, Holy Spirit. Bobby, Reverend Bobby activated all of us 
into this divine universe, a divine flow. So when we enter into our prayer, we acknowledge the problem and we give it up. We don't control the, the atmosphere or the ability to do right or wrong. We just place it into the hands of Yeshua. And it's by grace alone. Grace is free. Grace is the access point to heaven. So whatever you're going through now, let's surrender that and go higher and see what God sees. God sees you as healed. God sees you as whole, complete, one in the spirit. We just say thank you, God, for healing of the cancer, glaucoma, people with eyesight, sight to be clear, rheumatoid arthritis, gone in a holy moment. People with fractures, whether they just had surgery or they have bones that need to be healed, I thank you, O oh Lord our God, for that strengthening of these bones. Head trauma, come Holy Spirit. Let the healing angels begin to minister. People who got injured in a fall, come Holy Spirit. Resurrect the strength of the body, the natural ability of the body to heal. And for those that are chosen to go home to the Heavenly Father and Mother, we just grant them peace, the shalom, the oneness of God. For those that have to travel, safe travels and returning, I thank you, O Lord, our God, for the divine plan of the families, our families, your families, the world as one. Our creator is so big, so awesome. In a moment, plagues disappear, fires are dampened, oceans are at peace, hearts are at peace. So we speak the peace that passes all understanding to be our umbrella. For we rest in the secret place of the Most High God. I thank you, God, for the angels, the saints, the light beings that protect us, that guide us, that allow us to receive the abundance of heaven. Thank you, O Lord, our God, for grace. I bless my community that you put us in charge of, Bobby and Dana and I, Virginia, our team. We get the host, the presence, wherever we go. It's the, the atmosphere that is around us. We don't change people, the atmosphere does. But we create the atmosphere by the relationship with our divine. Let's do our 21 days of prayer. Let's commit to a prayer time to develop this atmosphere. And we watch miracles happen in your life, in this community, in communities around us. So we are the good news that God is alive. Thank you, O oh Lord, our God, for allowing us to rest in your presence tonight. Sleep with the angels, everyone. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Dana, our bishops that lead and pray for all of us as we pray for you. May this be a holy year 
of grace, of miracles. And I bless you in my tradition, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So be it. Yes, so. Namaste. Amen. Thank you.